What is up, Steeler Nation? We are back for another week. Well, I guess the end of the week because we just had a show. Man, this this week has just been a blur for me. Um, but before you know it, Steeler season will be here. You know we love to bring on the insiders and get their opinions. So we have a very special guest today. This is Mike Up Sports One. How are you today? I'm good. It has been a bit bit of a blur. You're right. We had two championships crown nhl yeah. and nba so it's been a big sports week the pirates struggling again up and down that uh roller coaster ride that always is the pittsburgh pirates i guess usually it's down so at least we have some some twists and tur- turns now yeah. uh which which is good at least in the pittsburgh sports world but as always steelers uh you know move the needle so excited to bring on somebody like you said who's steelers insider for a long time former espn radio host and uh, you know, has some some great connections and insight into the business. So it should be a, a fun show today, man, just like our uh, past handful. Yeah, most definitely. You know, talk about some camp news and, and just kind of get, you know, it, I always like having guests on. We have David Todd coming up next. Sammy, this is the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. Let them know. Play it. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Aaron Smith shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Yeah, like we said, we love bringing the insider guys on. He is former ESPN radio and Steelers host. He went to Yale, and I see Harvard Business School. He is none other than David Todd. David, hey, good to be with you. Hey, thanks for coming on. I hope that uh, that intro was good enough for you because, I mean, having oh. Yale – Having Yell on your resume is one thing, and then I, I seen when I was when I was reading your bio, Harvard Business School. I'm just like, that's just that's amazing. It was uh, the career path from Yale to Harvard to, to uh, Sports Talk Radio is not the tried and true beaten path. Who do you root for, Yale or Harvard, when they play? I believe blue. I played soccer at Yale, so it's always the undergrad. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely uh, root for the Eli. Interesting dynamic there. Had to had to yeah. ask that one. Definitely. So um, back to some Steeler news. Alex Highsmith contract situation. Do you expect it to get done before the season? Yeah, look, I think Omar is kind of on record as as wanting to get this done. Um, You know, I I think people people who follow the Steelers have uh, some disparate views about Highsmith and and how good a player he is. Clearly, look, he's a third round pick and, and he's a guy who has contributed to the Steelers. I don't, you know, personally, I don't think the guy's a superstar or going to be a superstar. I, I think if he had a year like Bud Dupree had on his exit year with the Steelers, that would be, you know, a fantastic year. You look at last year, I know everybody has cited these numbers, his sacks with or without PJ uh, in the lineup, significantly different. I, I think the guy's a really good player. I, but, you know, to me, a really good player on that defense is a guy who should make $10 million a year for three or four years, not a guy, you know, 15 and above. So I, I actually think the Steelers will probably end up getting there. I think a number, you know, in the 13 to 15 range is where they're, the, they will end up. But to me, mm, I, I probably wouldn't go there. 
I know Jordan has another question, but I'm going to jump in really quickly. I tweeted something. I think it was yesterday morning. Uh, I always thought that if you put a great quarterback behind center, like Ben Roethlisberger, you can kind of, you know, throw some receivers out there and they're going to be pretty successful naturally because you have that Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm sort of wondering if this same thing applies to a guy you put on the other side of, of TJ Watt. Is Highsmith maybe overvalued because of that? You think you can just stick a guy out there next to TJ Watt uh, and, and he would play well as long as TJ's healthy? Sure. I think, I think that's part of it. I mean, also, you know, you're playing next to Cam if you're lining up there typically. So you've got that going for you as well. Uh, I mean, look, there, there, there are lots of kind of dynamic uh, intangibles or tangibles and intangibles to think about in this whole process. And the Steelers have not kind of really found a guy. And I, I do think, look, we, we see the cap go up, you know, incrementally every year. And I don't think it's something that kind of we as analysts think about enough about just inflation of salaries, right? So if you just look back five years ago and you think about, yeah, I mean, look, the quarterback position is the obvious one, and I think it's way overblown. But if you look at other positions, we see some positions, you know, in the interior line or inside linebackers or even safeties where and running backs, of course, where, you know, the numbers versus five or seven years ago haven't changed all that much. But we see the cap is up 20%, you know, in this period of time if you if you take out COVID. So there's more money to go around. So, look, if, if they pay Highsmith $15 million, I don't think it's going to, you know, blow the budget. I just, you know, I just wouldn't be guaranteeing more than that initial year of the contract or two years, and I would, I would keep drafting for the position. Definitely. What what uh what what are some of the topics that you've been following in camp that have been most intriguing to you? Well, you know, look, obviously the offensive tackle position is going to be interesting, and I do think there are there are cap cap ramifications how that's going to play out because Chooks is a guy who's not necessarily an elite guy. Sorry, guys, did I cut out on some of that? I don't know if uh, I froze. Um, For a second, you can sure still. Okay. You, the, that's showbiz, baby. This is showbiz. Uh, Dan Moore. I like Dan Moore. I think Dan Moore might be a little undervalued uh, by Steeler Nation right now. I think Dan Moore playing next to Dotson, facing you know the the primetime rushers coming off that side. Uh, I think Dan Moore's still a, a work in progress and could be a very capable guy. I assume that we're going to open the season uh, with the Steelers' number one pick entrenched at that left tackle spot and you're going to see chooks at the right tackle spot now the odds of the offensive line staying as healthy it did last year basically zero right so i assume dan moore will get on the field what, what would be interesting to me is in 2024 is there a chance that uh chooks becomes a cap casualty and dan moore is a guy who swings over to the right side so i think all of that's kind of that's the number one primary thing i think the steelers interior of this line this year should be really good I think everybody likes what they've done in terms of uh, adding, you know, the physical presence and depth on the offensive line. So I, look, that's, that's the, the, the number one positive, positive. I think uh, what we we've seen. The other thing is uh, the Allen Robinson deal, big fan. I, I really think Allen Robinson's yeah. a guy who can be a, a, a very helpful, capable and importantly veteran addition to this group. And with a relatively young squad on the offensive side of the ball, I think Allen Robinson can really be a great addition. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with Anthony Miller. Obviously, Calvin Austin's one that we all want to see what he can do as, as we get to camp. 
But uh, I, I do like those two things on the offensive side of the ball and, and uh, you know, expect big things. Definitely. We're hanging out here with David Todd on the Sick Podcast Steelers. Crazy. Make sure you follow us below there on Instagram, the Sick Podcast Steelers. Subscribe on YouTube, Twitter as well at Sick Pod Steelers. David, I think the most scrutinized member of the Steelers last season was none other than Matt Canada. And I'm not sure he did himself any favors yesterday uh, when he went on 93.7 The Fan. And he had some puzzling comments. He said, it's not like I'm coming in here and deciding what the offensive plan is. Obviously, there's more context around that. But can you decode that for us over here? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think uh, I think Pony took a shot at, at, you know, if it's not your job, whose job is it? And, and look, with everything in the Steelers, and, and I know it is, uh, it's the objective of a lot of us in the media and who, who talk about the team to kind of pin uh, success or blame on individuals. And, but I really do think the Steelers work as collaboratively as, collaboratively as any organization you're going to see. And it's, you know, I, I was surprised. Uh, maybe, maybe I wasn't surprised, but the fact that he mentioned art as part of the decision-making process of how the Steelers want to operate as a football team strategically. You know, look, I, I understand that Art puts parameters on the business side, but it's true that, you know, we saw in, in years past where Art said, you know, we want to get back to our roots. We want to be a more physical football team. We want to run the football. Uh, so Matt giving acknowledging that uh, was one. And then, you know, from Mike and watching the success from the end of last season, you know, there's no surprise that, you know, watching them go seven and two average about 150 yards a game on the ground that they're going to try and build on that. So look, Matt, Matt Canada is an easy punching bag. Matt Canada is a deserved punching bag to some degree. Uh, and Matt, Matt Canada is going to live or die, you know, in his career as a, as a member of the Steelers organizations going to live or die on Kenny Pickett's success and that offense success, but really Kenny Pickett's success this year. Yeah, I'm not so sure Art's calling the plays uh, over there, but who knows? <laughs> He's got a hand in everything. That guy I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. You uh, never or know. Any Rooney for that matter. That that's Bluetooth. For sure. Bluetooth in his ear up there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Maybe a maybe a preseason game, like an XFL game, something they do in, in those games. Make it uh, spice it up a little bit. Why not, uh, David? I want to talk a little bit about the Steelers' lack of explosiveness on offense. I think you and I have been on the same page. You know, I follow a lot of. Uh, you guys have been, uh, you know, in the media for a long time. And I think anytime I mention lack of explosiveness, I have 50 uh, people responding to me saying, what are you talking about? There's Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. And these guys, you know, are some of the best deep threats in the NFL. I, I certainly don't feel the same way. I still think you're going to have to have 10, 15 play drives to score touchdowns. Do you see that changing this year? Is Calvin Austin a guy who comes in and changes that? Well, so I think there's there there are a couple of different things here, as as you guys know, and we've talked about on Twitter. It, you know, I, I've got a pet peeve that the Steelers have not used the middle of the offense, uh, the, the middle of the field between the between numbers forever since you know the last couple of years with Ben, uh, the beginning of the season. We start to, we start, saw them start to do a bit more of that with Kenny as the season moved on. Kenny taking shots in that kind of mid ten to twenty yard range between the numbers. 
And I, I just think you can do so many things if you're able to attack that area of the football field that gives you so many other options as an offense. And it was one of the things, I mean, if you saw the, the root trees that, that uh, Deontay and George Pickens were running for so much of the season, they're, they're very, so very few in-breaking routes that they were running. So, uh, I look, I think Deontay's I'm a huge fan. I think he's explosive as hell. Um, but we haven't seen him get the ball in space. We haven't seen him be able to catch the ball on the run and, and put up any kind of yak numbers. Uh, we know what kind of uh, threat Pickens is to catch the ball anywhere. But again, we haven't seen him do a lot with the ball in his hands. So, you know, I think the Steelers have to continue to try to open up the middle of the field. And I do think ideally uh, if Allen Robinson and, and Calvin Austin are able to bring skills that they've shown in the past, obviously with Austin just in college at Memphis, but if they're able to bring those skill sets to this offense and then you throw in a Washington, uh, you know, to go with Pat and with Najee and, and Warren, I, I, you know, it feels to me like the pieces are in place. Now, whether the offensive design is in place, going back to what, you know, you talked about earlier with Canada, that's what's, you know, that's what's going to make this team successful. Because, look, if we look back at the numbers last year, I don't know that a lot of people recognize that they were very successful on third downs. And as you pointed out, look, they had a lot of time-consuming drives. But you just can't bank on always having 10 to 15 play drives. I mean, that was, that was Dick LeBeau's bread and butter was, look, give them whatever they want for five yards all day long, but teams aren't going to put 12 to 15 play drives against up against us consistently. So, you know, I think the Steelers have to have show some capability of hitting home runs uh, now and then to make this offense more explosive. Yeah, good points for sure. Uh, if you had that pie chart, a lot of it would be probably on Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada, you know, maybe to opposed to the lack of explosiveness from the playmakers. Jordan, go ahead. So a uh, little bit of draft talk. Um, I, I think inevitably everyone's going to say, you know, getting Joey Porter at 32 was the best draft pick. But, you know, I think from round seven, even getting Corey Trice, I think that, you know, this draft, Omar for the first time knocked it, you know, this draft from top to bottom, round one through seven out of the park. Personally, you know, for David, who who was your favorite draft pick of the Steelers? Well, I mean, I loved I loved the Washington pick. Just, you know, I would have I might have picked him at, at thirty at thirty-two or whatever it was. Uh yeah. I really felt like he would be a great addition to what the Steelers wanted to do offensively. So getting him in the third round, you know, home run for me. I'm with you on Trice. I mean, the people I've talked to who've seen him feel like, you know, look, the Steelers made some moves immediately that makes you think Trice is a lock to make the roster. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, whether he sees the field, we'll see. But uh, certainly a winner. <clears throat> um, you know, it's it's hard to find – it's hard to look at the draft – uh, after all the discussion that we had coming in about kind of the things we thought the Steelers should do and say, you know, they butchered this in any in any area. I mean, look, I, I would have been a fan um, potentially of them taking an edge, but look, it fell in their lap here in the in the in the off season. Uh, they they got a third, you know, a guy. I don't I don't think Herbig is really going to be uh, at the end of the day. I don't I don't I didn't. If I had to pick one pick, I didn't love uh, maybe just the size and how they're planning on using him initially. Uh, you know, his brother thinks he's the greatest athlete in the game. And and if that's the case, then it'll turn out to be a great pick and I'm wrong, but I'm not quite sure that uh, that pick's going to look, look great at the end of the day. But, you know, across the board, as you said, between Omar and Andy, think they, uh, and, and in the, uh, in the free agent market, I think uh, kind of an A across the board for these guys. All right. So I like that. 
Uh, the, the Washington, I mean, I feel like he's an extra offense alignment, to be honest. Like, I just it, – it, and it's crazy. We talked about on our last podcast about how deep, like, the tight end, like – so hopefully Matt Canada could, you know, expand the playbook for us uh, this season. David, best free agency move for the Steelers? Uh, well, I, I mean, look, I you know, I, I do think it's a bit underrated what uh, what Kevin did last year – in, in his additions on the offensive line. I think that uh, I think people have kind of overlooked, uh, you know, the success that they had the second half of the year with Cole and Daniels in the interior. But uh, I think the addition of Sayomalo, uh, a another, you know, big, nasty interior guy who, boy, uh, was it, is it Jason Kelsey? Man, did he have great things to say about playing next to him for the Eagles. So, I think the Steelers have done, you know, the necessary steps to really revamp that offensive line. You add Washington as an inline tight end there. Um, Yeah. To me that, that, that clearly kind of head and shoulders number one, but I, you know, I don't want to, I do not want to discount kind of the late addition uh, that they had with, uh, with golden and, and getting him on such a cheap yeah. deal. If he's got anything left in the tank, that may turn out dollar for dollar to be the most valuable addition that they made. Yeah, I think bringing in, you know, these veteran guys, um, you know, not only in the locker room, it's mentorship, but at the end of the day, if at that age, Alan Robertson, Patrick Peterson, I mean, these guys, they're producing, it's a win-win in the locker room because they can lead these young, young players. And then you, you, they're still producing on the field. And I was just looking at Patrick Peterson's stats and I was like, man, I mean, had a good year last year. Really he, he had it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's serviceable. It's I'll take it. I thought he had a Jaden-esque here. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's interesting that probably slightly different uh, formula for uh, Andy and, and Omar in the sense that we didn't see Kevin sign too many guys that age, and and I'm all for it if you can get. Look, I don't think anybody's th- expecting to get three years out of either Patrick Peterson or Allen Robinson. Certainly, Golden. Yeah. I mean, these guys look they're in server purpose. The Steelers were lacking depth. They made some great additions. They made some good signings. And now they can go back to the well at those positions again over the next year or two and, and continue to kind of turn the roster over. But if those guys can come in and play at a reasonably high level, uh, the, then the whole free agent offseason will be, you know, a big home run. Absolutely. David, I cannot let you out of here, of course, without putting you on the spot. You, you, I know we're jumping right into it. Give me a Steelers record prediction, 2023. Guys, I got to tell you, uh, I, I have gone back and forth on this because I, I think there are two two factors that that you know kind of I, I'm weighing on both sides. The, the positive is, look, I think this is an improved team, um, but I, you know they had a, they ended up with a a good record last year. I mean, you know, it's not ideal, but I think the the record was better than the ability of the team. So I think they overperformed uh, in terms of a record last season, and I love their schedule this year. Um, you look at the AFC, the AFC is a bear, it, you know, the quarterbacks in the AFC, I, I just, I feel like I repeat this on Twitter once every two weeks, but you know, with Mahomes, with, with Josh Allen, with Herbert, with Burrow, uh, with, with Aaron Rodgers now with Trevor Lawrence, and you just go on and on They're they're seven or seven or eight elite quarterbacks. If, you know, if Russell Wilson comes back and has a good season, you, you just look and say, you know, Kenny Pickett could, could play well this year and be the seventh or eighth best quarterback in the AFC. 
And Kenny Pickett could play well this year. And if Deshaun Watson has a good year, Kenny Pickett could be the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North. It's conceivable. I mean, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to get from, from all these guys. But, you know, Lamar's done great things in the past. Watson's done great things. And certainly Joe Burrow's probably everybody's, you know, two or three best, second or third best quarterback in the, in the, uh, in the NFL. So, so uh, I think the division's a bear. If the Steelers can go three and three in the division, I think they're going to win 10 or 11 games. So give me, give me the Steelers three and three in the division and 10 wins. And if they're able to do better than that in the division, I'll take the upside. Is that a playoff spot? Is that a seven seed? I think that, that I look, if they, if they can go three and three in division and win 10, I think 10 and seven will get you in. Uh, but, you know, again, you just hope you're going to have to like nobody wants to be scoreboard watching the watching the second week of the season. But, yeah. oh, my God, you're really going to have to hope the NFC wins the interconference matchups against the AFC. Yeah. Speaking of scoreboard watching, I, I, I have some problems because I'm I'm doing it with the Milwaukee Brewers and Cincinnati Reds right now in freaking yeah. uh, uh, June. So yeah, July. Easy. the Reds are making it uncomfortable. Uh, they really, really are. Hey, They're you surging. made it comfortable for us today. We really appreciate it. Hey, yeah. tell us uh, where people can find you, what you got going on. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at uh, David M. Totter. If you want uh, the, the Pirates account, it's at DT on Pirates, uh, you know, doing some different things. And and we'll see if we're uh, we're back on the air a little bit more, maybe during the coming football season. We'd love Absolutely. to hear it. Appreciate your so time, David. David. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, Thank thanks you. so much for having me. Good times, Jordan. And, and obviously, hey, listen, we got uh, someone else who's predicting a winning season for the Steelers. That'd be uh, yet again another winning season for Mike Tomlin. But, I, you know, I think when both of us did our season predictions, we're kind of right with them. Ten-ish wins, sneaking yeah. into the playoffs. We always say once you get into the playoffs, you never know what happens. Heck, look at the Florida Panthers. Uh, although I think hockey is a little different than football at the end of the day. But it's the Steelers team that have made runs. Uh, Super Bowl winning team, of course, is six seeds. We've seen so. it. You never, you never know, man. And and so I think Steeler Land would take playoffs this year, right? All day. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, making the playoffs is one thing. But I, me personally, I need one playoff win this year. Make the playoffs, win a yeah. playoff game next year. Like I said, AFC Championship. And it's funny because like we were talking about, too, uh, just want to shout out to all the viewers, man. We've just been really growing and, you know, just trying to put out content, uh, bringing on good guests, uh, you know, breaking down the current topics in, uh, you know, Steelerland, as we like to call it. So just we really appreciate all of our new subscribers. Uh, so if you, you're ever looking for us, check my hands not in the thing. But it's funny because I do read the comments that people leave and, and people are saying, I guess I say definitely. So maybe we need to Dude, put that on the start. I was going to start a definitely jar. I was actually going to bring it up to Julian and Sammy after the show. Cause I, I heard one yeah. again, it but I'm sticking laugh. with it. I, I'm sticking I, think with it. I think at this point, it, it's just, you just got to overdo it for, for laughs at this point. But I was saying, yeah. I was literally going to say after the show, to our studio that we're going to start a definitely jar and you're going to have to put a quarter in every single time you do it. I definitely. know they're getting a laugh right now. I know they're getting a definitely. laugh. But yeah. I mean, this is fun, <laughs> man. And this, is, this is why we do it, man. The Steeler crazy sick podcast. Make sure you subscribe. We're coming every week, new episodes, new guests, best in the biz, baby. Play it, Sammy. Definitely. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.